Thank you for joining us as we bring you this worship service of 7th Avenue Presbyterian Church. Our reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verses 31 through 36. Professor of New Testament, the Reverend Dr. Eugene Park, is preaching. His sermon is titled, The Truth Will Set You Free. You'll find the link to our complete announcements in your email. Here is just one highlight. Next Sunday, the 15th, Pastor Leslie Veen will be hosting another prayer and fellowship small gathering in the sanctuary for those who are fully vaccinated. If you're interested, center your RSVP. And now, in preparation for worship, you're invited to quiet yourself, becoming still, as you prepare to worship God.
Let us pray. Loving God, in you all our desires find a home. You invite us to abide in love, and when we do, we offer our praise. When we don't, we pray forgiveness. When we see a sibling in need and refuse to help because of fear, empower us to love beyond our fears, not only in word and speech, but in truth and action. Now in silence, we continue in prayer. In Christ, we are freed from the bonds of fear. In Christ, we gain insight so we might see. In Christ, we are empowered to hear and speak truth. In Christ, we are forgiven for life. Alleluia. Amen.
A reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, beginning with the 31st verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. Guide us, O God, by your word and spirit, that in your light we may see light, that in your truth we may find freedom, that in your will we may discover your peace. Through the power of your many names, amen. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. They answered him, we are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you will be made free? Jesus answered them, very truly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God.
freedom is such an elusive concept and comes in different shapes and forms. Lack of external bondage does not necessarily mean freedom and vice versa. There is a telling anecdote in the life of Alexander the Great by Plutarch, a first century Greek philosopher and biographer, about a meeting between Alexander the Great and Diogenes of Sinope, a Cynic philosopher in Corinth in the fourth century BCE. When Alexander conquered Corinth, he visited Diogenes and he found him lying on the street enjoying the sunlight. Alexander greeted Diogenes and asked if he wanted anything. Diogenes said, yes, just stand a little out of the sun. Stunned and deeply impressed, Alexander said to the bystanders, if I were not Alexander, I would want to be Diogenes. This episode earned Diogenes the reputation of being the most free person in the classical world. Here the irony is that when this happened, Diogenes was actually a slave owned by a wealthy Corinthian man. Some sentences are plain in meaning on the surface, but quite enigmatic at a deeper level. Jesus said in John 8, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. When the Jews heard it, they said, We have never been slaves to anybody. What do you mean by saying you will be set free? Wouldn't you ask the same question? You are free citizens of the United States. Why would you need to be set free? Today, I'm going to place this enigmatic saying of Jesus in the larger canonical context of the New Testament and also in the cultural milieu in the Greco-Roman world. And I will try to tease out a service of meaning that honors the original authorial intent of the Gospel of John, but that also reflects my own theological imagination. Book 7 of the Republic by Plato contains a parable known as the allegory of the cave. Inside a big cave, there are prisoners sitting on the ground whose bodies are chained with shackles to the ground so that they can only see in one direction facing the wall in front. Behind them, there is a big fire burning, which is the only source of light. Between the fire and the prisoners, there is a walkway on which people are passing by carrying various objects with their lifted arms. The fire behind projects the shadows of these objects onto the wall that the prisoners are facing. The prisoners, who have never been able to look back, mistakenly assume that the shadowy images on the wall 
are the only real things that exist. Then one of the prisoners manages to free himself out of the shackles for the first time in his life. As he stands up, looks around, and finally climbs out of the cave, he realizes the truth that what he and his fellow prisoners were seeing on the wall for all these years were just shadows, not the real things. This allegory of the cave illustrates one of the core concepts of Plato's philosophy that knowing the truth and being set free are inherently connected with one another. One does not exist without the other. This insight seems to have given a strong influence on early Christian theologies, and our scripture passage today stands in this venerable tradition of recognizing the intrinsic connection between truth and freedom. For Plato, the content of the truth is to move past the shadow of what only seems to exist and to metaphorically see the idea or form of what really exists. That is the gist of the Platonic theory of forms. For the author of the Gospel of John, knowing the truth means to abide in the word of Jesus. To abide in the word of Jesus, in turn, can only mean to understand and to live out the teaching of Jesus. According to the Synoptic Gospels, the focus of the teaching of Jesus is the kingdom of God, or the reign of God. In Luke chapter 4, Jesus declares that the Spirit of God has anointed him to bring good news to the poor. The Spirit of God has sent Jesus to proclaim release for prisoners, to let the broken victims go free, and to proclaim the year of Jubilee, that is, the year of liberation. This is Jesus' way of saying justice and equity for all who are poor, oppressed, disenfranchised, discriminated against, and victimized. According to the Gospel of Luke, that is the core teaching of Jesus. Everything else is subsidiary. To understand this is to know the truth. Apostle Paul in Galatians says the sole foundation for salvation is the grace of God. For Paul, that is the quintessential truth. When you know this truth, you are set free from the stifling grips of all the dogmas, and that is salvation. Paul goes on to say that once you become free by knowing the truth, you surrender your freedom for a life of loving and serving others. For Paul, that is the freedom par excellence. In the Analects, Chinese philosopher Confucius said, 
When I was 50, I understood the will of heaven. When I was 60, my ears became easy. When I was 70, I freely did whatever my heart's desire led me to do, and yet my freedom never caused me to breach the boundaries of ethics. This is the confusion version of knowing the truth and being set free. Jesus says, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. May this teaching of Jesus set us free from the bondage of all the stifling dogmas and doctrines, and let us hear and live out his liberating gospel of the kingdom of God for the justice and equity for all humanity. Amen. We believe in God, who rules the world with compassion, not domination. We believe in Christ, who invites us to listen with our hearts to the truth of his teachings. We believe in the Holy Spirit, who enables us to enter a relationship with God, releasing us to a life of freedom. This we believe. Amen.
Let us pray. Holy God, friend of truth and liberation, we come in prayer as a people trying to make sense of shadows on the wall. We know we are but one small part of the vastness of creation, one blade of grass in abundant fields. Sometimes we are aware of the edges of our perspectives, and we understand we hold only partial views of reality. Often, we are less present to this truth. For the gift of humility, the gift of learning something new, and the growing freedom that brings, we give thanks. As seekers of truth and integrity, we pray that we might live aligned with the ethics of our hearts, that the truth of the belovedness of all would lead us to care for the poor, the oppressed, the disenfranchised, that we might know this to be as familiar and as essential as breathing. Breathe your wisdom into our world, into our nation, into our communities. Bring healing to places of hurt, hope to places of despair, new life to those places stifled within and among us. And now in silence, we continue in prayer. We make this prayer in the name of the one who taught us to pray, saying, Our God, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Send by my God and mine, my hands are ready now to make the world a place in which communion comes. Send by my God and mine, my hands are ready now to make the world a place in which communion comes. Send Ready. 
forth as disciples of Christ, living out the liberating gospel of the realm of God for the justice and equity of all humanity. grace of God, the peace of Christ, and the power of the Spirit be with those who work or watch or weep this day. May God tend the sick, give rest to the weary, bless the dying, soothe the suffering, and shield the joyous. Amen. Mm-hmm.